hope. That's really our focus this morning. In fact, this really two-part Passion Week series is about one love, one hope. On Thursday night, we really just looked at the great love of God for us as really expressed on the cross of Christ. And then today, we're looking at one hope. It really comes down to just one hope and one love. And I just want to encourage you today with, with this message. And I recently did a search on Google. You ever do that, right? Uh, and my search was this, questions about hope. Of the over two billion, not million, but two billion inquiries on the subject, the top three questions the search found were these in this order. The number one question, what does hope mean to you? The second most popular search, when was the last time you felt hopeful and how did it feel? And then the third, what is something that makes you feel hopeful right now? And these are great questions. These are the kind of questions perhaps best entertained in a one-on-one conversation with someone though. After all, in each question, the word you is included. It's personal. It's really individualized. What, what is your hope? What brings you hope? How do you feel when you have hope? Well, when it comes to word associations, I'd like to ask you this. What word comes to mind when you think of hope? Think about it right now. What word comes to mind? For some of you, it might be vaccines. Herd immunity, which I hadn't heard until the last year. I didn't know I was part of a herd until then. Travel, that brings me hope. Vacation, that's a nice hopeful word. Spring, for us baseball fans, baseball season. Easter is about hope. For the little ones, it's about hope finding Easter eggs. Hope in getting a bunny or a little live Easter chickie like I got one Easter as a boy. I remember the heartbreak when it wasn't with us very long. That little, that little chicky didn't come with a guarantee or anything or warranty. Hope of getting a Reese's peanut butter egg, which is my wife's hope every Easter that she gets a little Reese's peanut butter egg or a package of them. Hope of spring. You've heard the saying, hope springs eternal. Now there's a linkage of thought. Hope, spring, eternity all in one little saying. When it comes to Easter and spiritual hope, there are three basic questions that I find are central. These three questions, first of all, how can I be confident that Jesus rose from the dead? Second, if Jesus rose from the dead, how does that bring me hope? Third, if Christ's resurrection brings me hope, how does that speak to my daily and perhaps eternal life? So we're gonna handle these three questions in in that sequence. First of all, how can I know that Jesus rose from the dead? That's a big one. Perhaps the biggest one, right? I'd like to read from Luke 24, verse one. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. 
In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. Now these women had been told the necessary sequence of events by Jesus. He would be arrested, he would be killed, he would rise from the dead three days later. So why did they go to the place of the dead on that third day? You say, well, they were looking for Jesus because they believed that he would be alive. No. They took spices with them, which was a tradition in that ancient day. They would go take spices and they would apply the spices to the wrapped, decaying body because of the decaying body, the stench that came with that. So they were prepared not to see Jesus alive, they were doing the right thing, like paying their respects with, with spices. Though he told them he'd rise again, at this point they considered Jesus a beautiful memory. How he'd impacted their lives, his teaching, his inspiration, his compassion, his kindness, his healings, the inspiration, and yes, the love. It was a beautiful season of three years. Now he was 33, but his ministry, active ministry, was only three years long. A season, a wonderful season, impacting so many lives. Have you ever had a season, could have been a summer or a year or two, that you reflect on with profound meaning? Looking back on it, every time you think about that season of your life, this experience that came and went like the wind, but when you think about it, it just gives you a warm feeling inside. After my seventh grade year, my family moved to another state, and I was heartsick about it. All I'd known in my life was this one location, one set of friends. Somehow, my best friend's parents brokered me staying with them for a month after my family moved. It was just the best. I'm, I mean, the best. My friend Gary and I played a ton of baseball. We were on the same baseball team. We played ping pong in the wee hours of the night. They had a ping pong table in the basement. Imagine that. I mean, that was just like awesome. Went swimming where his dad worked, which was at an Air Force base in that city. So I was living the life. I mean, it was awesome. I did get the worst sunburn of my life, actually, that month. But even that, I looked fondly on at this point, years later, not at the time. I also purchased my first three rock and roll records that month. I was such a rebel going into eighth grade. The month just zipped by. Before long, I had to pack my stuff and, and head to, well, I had a great family, so I sort of head to my family, but I had to leave. I had to leave that season. It was a sweet memory Obviously, I'm still talking about it decades later. All of the hope that Jesus had brought was beautiful, but at that moment, in that story, it was just a memory of a season. But the message from the men at the tomb sparked new hope. Maybe Jesus wasn't just for a season. 
The text says that they found an empty tomb. But how can we be confident that Jesus rose from the dead? We see the story. We see it in four of the Gospels in the New Testament. But how can we be confident today in 2021 that Jesus rose from the dead? Well, there's no dispute that the body of Jesus was not in the tomb. I mean, historical annals, if you do the research, there's no dispute the body was gone. Now, consider the following theories of why the tomb was empty. One theory says that Jesus' body was moved by the Roman soldiers. Now, if this had happened, there would have been an insurrection by the Jewish people who wanted Jesus crucified. Now, remember the Roman governor, Pilate, sanctioned Jesus' crucifixion. Why? To appease the people, the Jewish people. So it would make no sense for the Roman soldiers, after crucifying Jesus, three days later, to steal the body, take the body out, so that the Jewish leaders that were up in arms, arresting Jesus, calling for him to be crucified, they would, be, they would go crazy. That wouldn't have happened. Logic tells us that. Another theory is that Jesus' body was moved by the Jewish community, the same people responsible for his death. So now they steal his body? The ones that yelled, crucify him, crucify him, are now stealing his body to perpetuate that Jesus was who he said he was, that would absolutely wreck the Jewish religious system? Think about it. There's no way the Jewish leaders would have wanted this. There is another theory that said that Jesus' body was moved by his apprentices, his disciples. Now remember, these are the men, except for John, who abandoned Jesus for fear they would also be crucified. They were scared. They were in hiding. This is not the, the band of brothers that are likely to make a bold move to overtake Roman soldiers at the tomb, who were armed, by the way, the soldiers. Don't see that happening. Yeah, we're running out of theories, aren't we? <laughs> Literally, there are no other theories other than actually Jesus rose from the dead. It's a theory that makes the most sense. It's the most logical theory. One more fact, Jesus was seen post-resurrection by around 500 people, and those people told hundreds of other people. Thus, the rise of Christianity. It spread like wildfire. Now, for those that are governed by science and history, I'd like to ask a couple questions to you because this is a stumbling block for many that say, well, you'll prove it via science or, or let's see the historical data and we will believe this. I just want to ask you that rely totally on science. Does science explain everything that happens in the universe? Can science explain watching a football game? Can science explain falling in love? Can science explain how one enjoys and listens to music? Science does not give the definitive answer for everything in the universe. With regard to history, 
Do we trust that certain historical events, events happened, though history doesn't give us every detail of the said event? Yeah, we, we have confidence in certain historical events that they happened, even though we don't have all the minutiae of details how it happened. You might say there's a certain trust element when it comes to some historical events. That said, believing in the resurrection of Jesus transcends science and history and requires a degree of faith. Now for me as a child, I believe the Easter story before I knew squat about science and history. I just believed I had childlike faith. I was a child and I heard the story and it resonated in my little heart and it was like, I believe. And from that moment on, I was a trajectory of nearness to the divine, to God. Because I believed, I had faith. So how can I know, how can you know that Jesus rose from the dead? Well, there's the logical points that I presented that informs the mind, the cognitive, but I think most importantly, you'll know Jesus is alive in your spirit, in your soul, in your heart, deep inside of you. Something will just click and you'll be, I know. I feel Jesus, his spirit, is alive and in me. That is the best, the best evidence that Jesus is alive. Second question we wanna deal with, if Jesus rose from the dead, how does that bring me hope? So say it's all true, Randall, say, okay, so what does this mean for me in my life? How does this bring me hope? Well, first, his life brings hope that serves as an anchor for your life. Man, didn't it seem like the ground was shifting under our feet in 2020? I mean, listen to the litany of things that happened in 2020. And I, I kind of hate to bring this up again, right? But I think it, for the point that I want to make, I think it's necessary. First of all, a pandemic shuts down the world. There are gross brutalities that are recorded visually for all to see. There are riots on our streets, literally on this street where we're meeting this morning. Riots right outside in our neighborhoods in Boston and in the cities of the world springing from intense frustration. Mix in a bizarre presidential election Will things ever get better? Will there ever be real change? As things are shifting, hope seems to be fading. Now, I want this to get personal a bit. Take a moment and reflect on how you responded to all of the shifting in 2020. Were you swept away by the latest visual or news report? Now, there's no judgment if you were. It was a horrific year. But I think I say that to try to get a gauge as to where you're at in terms of this anchor that's a hope firm and secure in Jesus Christ. Now we can't go back and say, yeah, I'd like 2020 over again just so I have an anchor. No, this is about moving forward with an anchor in your life. It's like no regrets, let's move forward. Jesus being alive means that we can have an anchor for our life. It says so in Hebrews 6, 19, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. 
when we were trying to discern what name we should use for Anchor Church, this became our cornerstone verse. We believe so firmly in Jesus Christ being the anchor that is firm and secure no matter what goes on in life that we named a church after it. Anchor Church because Jesus Christ is that anchor. This is a hope that doesn't disappoint but serves literally as an anchor regardless of what life brings us and it will bring us loss, frustration, disappointment, heartbreak. In those times and then the more stable times, Jesus brings us living hope, that living hope that the team sang about just a moment ago that is an anchor firm and secure. Unfortunately, lots of people choose anchors that are not firm and secure. Instead, they're rather flimsy and insecure. Anchors like careers, academic degrees, investments and relationships, they're all noble pursuits, but not the stuff to anchor your life with. Then there are worse anchors like alcohol, drugs, pornography, and other escapes from reality that cripple a person, literally cripple them. Why would one seek an anchor among the dead end options that one might consider? It's like the question in today's text, why do you seek the living among the dead? Why do you seek a living anchor among the dead options that you're considering? Well, maybe it's because up to this point, a person has not found their true anchor in Jesus Christ. That's why we tell the story of Jesus a lot in various ways. I can share from my own experience. I've had loss. I've had deep frustrations, disappointments. My heart has been broken on numerous occasions. But the anchor of hope in Jesus Christ has has held me together. It's been a foundation for my life that is firm and secure. It's hope for my tomorrows. 50 years and counting as a follower of Jesus and no complaints about this anchor, this hope that's firm and secure. And then the third and final question we want to consider tonight is, excuse me, this morning, is this. If, I knew I was gonna do that. If, if Christ's resurrection brings me hope, how does that inform my future? Yes, there is a hope for every day of your life, regardless of what may happen. But there's more than hope for every day of this life. It's like the infomercial on TV. Plus, there's more. If you order today, we'll throw in an extra set of cutlery. There's more about this wonderful blessing gift of Jesus Christ being an anchor for our life. Hope. Christ rising from the dead means hope in this life, but also for eternity. This is that living hope that moves beyond this life. There's no end to the living hope. 1 Peter 1.3 says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. In other words, this inheritance is kept forever for you. In John 14, 19, Jesus said to his followers, because I live, you also will live. 
Now, there are some who do not believe in life after death. That the best you can hope for is to live a good life, contribute to the betterment of the earth, and call it good. Others believe that your good karma will come back to you or perhaps another person to be born later. There's all kinds of belief systems out there, isn't there? I choose to place my belief, my hope, in the one who gave his life for me in the greatest act of love that has ever been known. It's a choice that I've made to place my hope for each day and yes, for eternity in the one who conquered the grave. Surely if he rose from the dead like he said he would, I can trust everything else that he said. That's an important thing to consider. If you really believe that Jesus rose from the dead, then you can trust every single word that he said that's, that's presented in the Bible. And because of Jesus, not only do I plan to live forever, but also I plan to see my friends and family who have chosen to follow Jesus and we'll be together forever and worship Jesus forever. What an amazing, amazing living hope. In closing, I just want to ask this. Do you believe Jesus rose from the dead? Maybe you begin with the logical defense of his resurrection and maybe then you ask God for a little bit more of his spirit to to, uh, resonate in you. Or maybe you just start with a little bit of faith and say, yeah, I believe, but I still have some questions. I still have some doubts. Everybody starts somewhere. Everybody does. And they start at different, different places, it would seem. The biggest thing is this, to believe that God loves you, that Jesus died for your sins, and in doing so, he conquered sin and hell for you. Believe that he rose again, defeating death, and because he lives, you too shall live. This is the one hope. There's not multiple hopes for humanity. The one hope for humanity, for you, for me. So friends, you can dispense with doing Google searches about finding hope. You found hope in Jesus Christ. It's all the hope that we need forever for your today, your tomorrows, and your forever. And followers of Jesus, I just wanna say this to you. Let's live in the hope that is that anchor for our soul. Let's live that out. Let's think about that. Let's, let's welcome that. Let's walk in that hope. I see too many sad Christians that are uh, seemingly, there's no difference in how they are viewing life than, than those that have never known Jesus. We should be a people that are ambassadors for the life and the hope found in relationship with Jesus Christ. So let's live that hope out. Let's let's walk in that. Embrace Christ as the anchor of hope for every day of our life, no matter what may come our way. Christ has won the victory. Let's live not in defeat or despair. Christ will see you through. He will see you through. Just a moment, I'm going to pray. And as I do, I'd like to pray on this Easter Sunday morning, 2021. I'd like to pray 
for you that maybe have not yet, up to this point, made a decision to follow Christ. I invite you to come to the place of acknowledging that, yes, he rose again. I believe that. And because of that, I want to follow him. I want to commit my life to him. I want to walk with him. I hope that this will be your day of salvation. What a great thing to think about. Easter 2021, this is my day of salvation. This is the day that changed everything for me in this life and the next. I pray that if you're on the fence, that you will make that decision, that you will move forward with that even as we pray together. Let's pray.